Kessler here from Grunthal. Paul Kingsley with the 30-second board to five. Brian, the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallup. Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. Fox Racing Canada, Phoenix Handlebars, Guts Racing, 204 Skate Shop, and Throttle Syndicate make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Fox Racing Canada. You know the drill. Head over to the website, memorize the catalog, and then walk into your local dealer like Maple Ridge Motorsports. Make sure that you are kitted out from head to toe. The greatest stuff, the greatest motocross gear you're going to find, the best style, the best protection. In fact, I know more than a few guys who wear a competing brand on the outside, but when it comes to a chest protector, they're using Fox every time. Also on board with us, we have Guts Racing. Guts Racing seats are unreal. Well, they have lightweight seat uh, seat bases, different densities of foam, and you know they have some of the coolest seat covers in the biz. You guys need to go check out GutsRacing.com. Phoenix Handlebars is also on board with us, and a discount code, BigMX15, saves you 15% off every single purchase you make at PhoenixHandlebars.com. And new to us for 2022 and 2023, we've got WUSA. John Anderson over at WUSA uh, is not only an amazing guy, but he's got an amazing company. They've been making the most quality wheel sets in America, and they've been doing it for a long time. When it comes to whether a brand new set of wheels or rebuilding things from your uh, wheel, rebuilding wheels right from your stock hubs, they have the products you need to get a little bit extra life out of your motorcycle, make sure that you have the strongest wheels possible for sending those huge jumps. And uh, yeah, honestly, if you go over to, uh, if you deal with uh, W on a brand new set of wheels and mention Big MX Radio, you're also going to save some money. On the graphic side of things, we've got some uh, graphic giveaways or some gift cards to give away from uh, SKDA uh, in the next little while here. Looking forward to uh, uh, bringing those guys on board as well. But uh, this podcast, great interview uh, with both Quinn Amiot and T. Parrott. Uh, these guys are a dynamic duo. They kind of come as a package deal, and I couldn't have been happier to have them on the show. These guys are so much fun to work with. I really enjoyed having them on, and I hope that you guys will enjoy this as well. Uh, first kind of got uh, on the radar with both these guys where obviously they're, they're both Fox Racing Canada athletes uh, looking great from, from round one. They had that black and yellow uh, limited edition stuff on which was so sick uh like really put those guys on the map and uh from there on they, they both had a great great year uh we'll get into a little bit quinn uh, secures himself a career number that is no small feat whatsoever that's really cool for him to be able to do that and uh and and t parrot honestly the guy had had himself a great season as well uh like 
national number 29 going into the next year. But like we get into the podcast, national number 29 might as well be like national number five or six because um, a lot of the guys within the class already have um, predetermined numbers. Like there's there's a lot of guys who um, already had the the pre the permanent number system going on. Uh, and a lot of guys who have permanent numbers don't even race the series anymore. Like Marshall Welton and, uh, obviously, uh, Davey Frazier, uh, still races a fair bit, but, uh, not as much as he used to. So, uh, great for him to lock down 29 for uh, this coming year. I'm sure it'll look good on the bike and he'll be looking to drop that number even more in 2024 and beyond. Anyway, guys, uh, as promised, here's Quinn Amiot and T Parrot. And with us on the line, as promised, a dynamic duo. These guys are a package deal. Uh, coming on the podcast for the second time in as many weeks, uh, T. Parrot here on the Big MX Radio Podcast. T, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me back on, man. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem, man. Uh, thank, thanks for making time for us once again. And uh, you did bring someone along with you. He leaves without a trace. He came here tonight to get on your case. He's the number 14 in your program, number one in your hearts, Quinn Amiot. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast. Yeah, what's up, man? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, smiling ear to ear. You can, you guys are absolute, uh, like you're, you're in one right now, 23, 22 years old, traveling across this beautiful country we call Canada and, uh, and going pretty damn fast on dirt bikes on top of that. Uh, really excited to have the two of you guys on the show. Uh, a couple of guys who, um, did it the old fashioned way, traveled across the nation. Uh, I'm sure there's some stories that, uh, that are attached to that, but, uh, I really appreciate both of you making some time for me tonight. Yeah, of course. Thank you, man. Absolutely. So, uh, like, T, I'm actually going to throw this over to you real quick because, like, last last week we got to know you. We, we spun the clocks back and found out that uh, you started things off on, a, I believe it was a JR50? Uh, for PW50. PW50, that's right. You're... you're you were on Yamaha's then. You're on Yamaha's now. Now, now that's jogging my memory. Uh, sorry, it's it's the it's the Manitoba uh, air that's doing something to me. But I want you yeah. to introduce the Big MX Radio faithful to Quinn Amiot. Uh, who is this absolute cartoon character that you spent the summer with? Um, give us the ins and outs and everything we need to know about Quinn Amiot. Oh man, all around good guy. Um, we had a pretty amazing summer. Uh, we weren't weren't crazy close coming into the summer and everything like that but uh lucky to meet such a great person and uh just an all-around good guy wow i'm kind of choked up here like that's like the the, the the closeness is it's it's wow like i almost need to I need to grab a tissue real quick but okay quinn uh you you locked up the permanent number, a career number for this year, which is no small feat uh, for a professional motocross racer. You're going to be number 14 going forward uh, within your your professional career in the sport of motocross. Um, how did like why choose that number uh, that you you've landed upon? Uh, like, what does it mean to you? And uh, yeah, give us a little bit of insight as to uh, your preparedness rolling into this season, heading out to uh, to Alberta preseason, and then uh, knocking down those nationals. Yeah, it was a good year. I uh, yeah, the fourteen. I uh, when I was an amateur, I always was. Well, I started off as four because Ricky Carmichael, and then I went to Walton. They had to switch it to fourteen. Went to Walton the next year. They had to switch it to one fourteen. And ever since then, one fourteen stuck. So uh, 
when I was playing hockey and stuff or like doing other sports, I would be number 14. So it was kind of just random that I got 14 this summer. It was kind of just luck. And then, yeah, got to, had a good enough year that I landed a career number. So I just went back to the 14. It was pretty, pretty lucky that I got it this summer. It was kind of cool. No doubt, man. Uh, yeah, uh, clearly a little bit probably more skilled on on two wheels than you are on the blades. Uh, uh, word to the wise, I heard from uh, down the grapevine that you're an absolute dustpan uh, on the ice. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, congratulations on the uh, the permanent number. That's got to be pretty cool. It's uh, like to be able to say I'm going to be number 14 going forward uh, year over year, um, knowing that there's a lot of Canadian uh, kids that are looking up to guys like yourself. That's got to be a nice feather in your cap. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it does. It it is nice. That was one of my goals coming into this year was I really wanted to get a career number because getting a career co- number kind of means you did good enough in the season or like top five pretty much to get a secure number. So if you get a career number, you know you did good. So that was kind of my goal this year was to end off with a career number. For certain, speed and consistency, something that can be said about both of you guys and uh, absolute warriors all summer long. Um, T, you were able to lock down number 29 as your national number for the for next year, which uh, 29 sounds higher than it really is when you think of the fact that number one is not given out. Uh, number two belongs to Marshall Welton, who uh, will likely not be coming back unless he's racing, uh, unless something falls through with Hep Suzuki. And uh, and Davey Frazier somehow got uh, grandfathered in, or maybe great grandfathered in. He's that old. Um, the the twenty nine is is actually probably a, a little higher number than it than it uh, would reflect, uh, given the fact that there are so many uh, racers that have locked up uh, career numbers. Um, a, a very successful season for you as well. Yeah, and no, I'm pretty stoked with that. I'm pretty sure everyone inside the the top twenty is a career number, anyways. So yeah, um, they're on it. Larry, like. 20, I think two is the first available number. So I'm pretty happy with 29. Um, probably not the best choice that I would pick, but uh, I'm definitely not complaining about it. Ah, just a little bit extra motivation to change things, uh, change that and drop it. Maybe get yourself a permanent number uh, at the end of uh, 2023. 23. Uh, so, boys, g- give me a little bit of the uh, the 10,000-foot view of how this season came together, how you guys ended up becoming so close, and, and uh, the invite for uh, for Quinn to come on out to uh, to Alberta. You guys are uh, racing for the same team, uh, both on Yamahas, and uh, if I do say so myself, absolutely lit kit every single weekend, head to toe in Fox. So, uh, yeah, give, like, T, you've, I think you've got uh, a good grasp of, uh, of how this all shook out, so fill us in yeah i mean quinn has been on the team since last year was his first year and then uh i was the approach with the opportunity to ride with them this year and it was a, a pretty cool pretty cool experience we uh um yeah met each other a couple of years ago and then this summer we went uh right cross country in the freaking gnc thermax and a, a big black trailer right across country so it was a it was fun and then uh yeah, I mean, uh, the the season ended off and started and ended off in pretty good notes, so I'm pretty happy about it. No doubt. So, Quinn, like, give me the like the the full view of of like the beauty of motocross is you get opportunities to go on nice long road trips with the boys. I'm talking great music, good tunes, good stories. Like sometimes you end up with someone who's just like, they've got unlimited stories. You're like, what have this person not done? Uh, sometimes they're in the passenger seat sleeping uh, full time. Um, like 
take us through a little bit of like a, a week in the life of uh, of traveling coast to coast. You and T Parrot, the Birdman himself, uh, who's literally in my phone as the letter T and then uh, a parrot emoji. Uh, like, what was it like traveling coast to coast with this guy? What was the what was on the like who who's got the ox cord? Who was better at it? Who is absolutely terrible at uh, at navigating? And who did the most amount of driving? That's a good question. Yeah, like when they told me it was going to be T on the team, I was pretty pumped because, like you said, like we've known each other for time. a couple of years. And then, and then when I was in Florida, we kind of started texting back and forth, just like kind of started talking every day, talking about bike setups and stuff. And then uh, we started hanging out. And then we were like, we started hanging out. And it was like the exact same music, exact same taste, like just everything. We like the boys he's living with here. He has roommates here, and I've known them. They've come out to my house and stuff for last few years when they'd come out east so i like knew his friends really well so just coming in with them was it was pretty normal and natural and then yeah just it was the weeks were the weeks were different it was when we were out west i feel like we traveled a lot more because we'd have to drive pretty far to the tracks and then drive back and then stay chill for a couple days and head back out to the track when we were out east we had like where i live there's like endless amounts of riding and stuff so we were riding a lot during the weeks out east and the tracks are all closer to my house, which is nice. So I feel like the travel side of things was probably more out west and then drove all the way together from west coast to east coast, which was a long drive. I think I did pretty much the entire drive that time. Yeah, he, I drove three hours on the entire trip from, what was it? Manitoba. Manitoba yeah. to, to Ontario to Toronto. So the guy drove pretty much the entire way. So is is that just like a, I prefer to be the one driving? Is that a uh, 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 is that just like a, a um, like control complex that you have, Quinn? No. What, what's like, or no, or are I you just, just I started? I just started driving, and I don't know. When I I drive in Florida every year and stuff, like I like driving. So like as soon as I started driving, I just kind of get into the little zone, and we were listening to get yeah. like podcasts and music and stuff, and I just didn't feel like sitting in the passenger seat. So he was he wasn't upset about it. So we just kept trucking along and then got to the point where I was like, I should probably sleep. And then, yeah, we switched her back over. No doubt. See, I'm the exact same way. I've done Winnipeg to California. It's 36 hours. I've done it four different times, done 90% of the driving almost every time I've done it. Uh, just because you, you get, you get the captain seat, like kind of squared away. You kind of have the snacks at an arm's reach, you know, like, where the coffee's at, whether or not you you need a monster for when uh, things get uh, uh, late at night, when you get the the, the tunes down, the, the the volumes turned down, and it's just you and a straight piece of Canadian highway that uh, even if you re- if you fell asleep, you'd probably just run out of gas before you run off the road, um, especially in uh, a, a, a province like Saskatchewan or Manitoba. It's basically just one straight long shot. Um, where do you guys do a fair bit of your riding uh, out west? Like, I'd imagine you guys are just doing like laps on laps on laps at Wild Rose, and uh, and maybe heading out to uh, to Drum Heller to go get dusty every once in a while. Yeah, I mean we we pretty much just straight road Calgary. Um, the team actually has a their own track in uh, yeah, I was the past win. Okay, um, that Quinn was riding out, and then uh, yeah, and then pretty much there in Calgary. Uh, there was a couple opportunities to go out to Drumheller, but we never really found it worth it to go out there. So, kind of just stuck to the the good dirts in Calgary here. I needed I needed practice on the hard pack at Calgary. Needed that for my for myself. 
Well, no kidding. Like, like where, where is home for you, Quinn? And like, obviously like you're, the soil in and around you is probably a little bit uh, more sandy. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm like right in between like gopher dunes and sandily. So I get where I live. It's just bottomless, bottomless sand. And I have like a few sand pits that I got tracks in and they're just like gnarly, gnarly bombed out tracks. So I just pound out motos in there and tea. So I don't ever get to ride hard pack, but when I went out West, I did, uh, this like super Saturday race, like the first day I came out here and T and Taryn Gerber and, uh, what, what's, uh, Charlie? No, uh, the other kid that wrote oh, Pope. Josh Geddick. Josh Geddick. They, uh, they smoked me, like just completely smoked me first day out at Calgary. And I was like, well, this isn't much too, too hot for the season. So rode that track a bunch after that and got used to the hard pack. Isn't it funny how we get used to the soil that we're, we're sort of like native to? We, we like we spend a lot of time, whether you're a sand guy or you're, you're, you're a, a hard pack guy. Like here in Manitoba, we have tons of hard pack. We have a little bit of sand, but for the most part, it's like the same stuff that you guys saw at, uh, at Pilot Mount. It gets it like it's yeah. basically just it, it's clay. It, it, it like it'll be good for it'll be slick in the morning it'll be have traction for like 15 minutes and then it'll be rock hard uh and there'll be holes in the faces because they just get worn out and all that fun stuff and yeah there's people who come here like they don't understand how we can ride on it because like how do you just dance or like skate around the inside but like that's all we know that's like literally like 80 percent of the the tracks tracks we ride are not prepped so it's just you just get used to that little blue groove and and get used to the the tire not really budding on a whole heck of a lot and uh yeah make something special happen it's, it's interesting to find out that on a on a year where quinn ends up with uh with the permanent number and a very successful season as i might add uh at the very beginning finding himself in uh, like uh uncharted territories and uh and having him fed his lunch by his, uh, his running mate that's pretty cool yeah it was it, i was it, it made me it, it like everyone was like oh man don't be don't be upset about that and i was like i'm not upset at all like that's just like i see what i got to get to now i I see how fast you can go on this stuff kind of deal so Mm -hmm. because i'm just scared on that hard pack stuff as soon as it gets like concrete like uh, out at calgary oh man i go i slow right down Well, that's fair enough. And like T, like how do you develop the the comfortability within your own style to be able to trust the front end coming into a corner that's skating around like that? Uh, Obviously, it takes a lot of seat time and and kind of knowing your bike. But uh, what are some of the things that you do actively when you do come back to to Alberta, when you have some harder packed soil to sort of reacclimate yourself and uh, and make sure that you're trusting the, uh, the machine underneath you? Yeah, I mean, I've been growing, I've grown up on this stuff since I was an absolute child. I'm like six, seven years old. This is what we rode and this is all we really had. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, feet on the pegs, try putting uh, some weight and open up the corners on that outside peg, put some weight on the outside peg and open up those corners. And then, yeah, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to, hard to get traction. So the more you can keep the feet on the peg, it kind of seems to, to help you out a little bit better. Yeah, throw in some throttle control on top of that, and you'll be uh, you'll be riding like the real number fourteen, Kevin Windham. Uh, but we got the the current Canadian number fourteen here on the Big MX Radio podcast, Quinn Amiot. Uh, Quinn, we we got like we went way back with T last time, and so uh, like 
without going through all of the details, I mean, if you have to go moto for moto on your entire amateur career, but where did this story start for you? How did you get uh, basically addicted to the sport of motocross? Uh, because uh, I always say the motor- motocross bikes have sharp pegs because it's going to dig into your soul and it's never going to let go. Where does that story start for you? Yeah. Uh, so my dad raced and then I have four siblings and they all race as well or raced. So like my oldest brother and my three older brothers, they all raced, my sister raced. So when I was born, it was that pretty, just what Far my family gone was doing. Yeah. Just born straight into it. So I really didn't have much of a choice. And uh, my brothers definitely put me through the ringer when I was younger and just put me, made me do stuff. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Just born straight into it. And just started racing as soon as I can. I started riding when I was like two and a half, I think, and then raced when I was four. And then, yeah, just this is racing from then. There you go. Just uh, like a young prodigy from the very beginning. An early start is obviously uh, something that always uh, tends to help out a lot of racers when they're uh, they're trying to make a go of it from the professional level. If you can start at a really young age, it's just uh, like that. all that extra seat time just seems to add up. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about this last weekend, boys. Uh, one of the reasons why Quinn is in, uh, in Calgary right now, or in the, the beautiful province of Alberta rather, is that, um, we had an arena cross both Friday and Saturday night. Um, it was, uh, like from everything that I could see, it was, uh, it was awesome action from tip to tail, uh, cl- fly, guys flying in tight formation. It was absolutely unreal. Um, T, let, let's uh, take things from your point of view. Uh, like uh, I would say a successful weekend, the fact that uh, no mishaps whatsoever, and you did have a very sneaky line when uh, you you seem to embody uh, your inner Brad Gebhardt with an absolute terrible start, uh, but then you were, you were quite sneaky up the inside of it. Take us through your weekend. Yeah, a couple good motos. Um, a lot more impressed with how I was able to ride the arena cross than what I was kind of going in with. Um, That's good to hear. The weekend was good. It got- mediocre starts definitely it's hard to make passes out there um especially when you're starting in last or dead last place um but yeah no it was good i got a jump behind tlms and yeah squeaked up on the inside so it was a cool little pivot that worked out pretty well so um but no the track was good technical sections dirt seemed to hold up pretty well and the it seemed the racing was really good there was a never really any dull moments of the the main events or anything like that so it was a exciting weekend for us no doubt it, it sounded like a lot of fun and uh yeah getting your your, your feet wet even a little bit more in arena cross and like, we're going to talk a little bit about uh some events coming up in um in the the not so distant future but quinn uh you were able to lock up uh second place in uh the ax tour uh, championship right behind uh, championship winner Mitchell, Mitchell Harrison. You had consistent speed all the way through the year, and uh, and a second place um, for for the Friday uh, Friday event. Uh, take us through your season where you are you were actually able to race all five of these rounds of the AX slash SX tour. Yeah, it was good. I uh, it was it was nice being able to have a full season again this year and then finish it back off in calgary and yeah it was good i uh just tried to stay consistent i was kind of doing what he was doing on the starts too had a kind of mediocre mediocre start and just tucked in on the inside and then uh always came out pretty good so yeah just tried to get it on the box as much as i could this weekend and yeah it worked out good everyone 
lot of people were making mistakes and I was just kind of trying to stay consistent and slow down a little bit. Didn't want to push it too, too much because as soon as you tried to push it, your front end would just tuck in the corners. Like I think that's why Harrison and Pettis had, they were either winning or crashing just because they were going so fast that the, the track couldn't really handle it, I felt like. Yeah, there's definitely a limit out there, and you guys flirt with it every single time you go out. Um, like one of the features on the track that I noticed is th- there's that one uh, rhythm section along uh, the ba- like uh, along the one grandstand there, uh, where I believe it was either three three or some guys were going four two. Like I know you guys are on two fifty Fs, and with a little bit more run, like is it crazy to think that you could probably just jump the whole damn section? We we definitely all talked about it. They uh they changed that for the second day. They okay. made it like they made the whoop section a legit whoop section, not like the little triple quad thing we were doing. And then in the rhythm section, they peaked the first triple up big time in the morning, and uh, made that back corner a little more technical. So I liked the second day a bit more. Just everything was a bit more technical, like you said. Like you could probably jump the whole rhythm section the first day. No kidding. Uh, T, do you remember uh, back in the day they used to do, uh, I think it was the, I think it was Future West, would do arena crosses all the way across Western Canada, including one in Winnipeg where I raced both in 2005 and 2006, back when you guys were probably like five. Um, literally, yeah. Um, like, do, do you remember racing any of those or attending any of them throughout, uh, I think there was some Calgary rounds and stuff like that, Dar- guys like Darcy Lange and uh, Colton Fasciati racing those back in the day, or is that before your time? Kind of before my time, right at the kind of, right when I was on 50s, they had a, I don't know if it was kind of the same part of it, but they had like an Electbridge Arena Cross. Yes. Um, did that, and then pretty much, we didn't really have any Arena Crosses in Alberta for as long as I can remember. We had like the, the odd odd uh calgary national round maybe come through calgary and then uh but other than that we never rode a arena cross growing up as kids we just never really had any of those options unless we were driving out to chilliwack which is like 10 hours from us here so uh never really found it worth it when i was younger no kidding it's a big beautiful country that always gives a lot of opportunity to put on some serious miles uh quinn how about you like i i know uh, quebec has an awesome uh, arena cross series and as well as there's other opportunities to ride indoors as well as some favorable temperatures down there in ontario yeah we got pretty lucky with it when i was growing up uh jet works like pretty much just the exact same guys that run triple crown now they had jet works and they had a bunch of arena cross races and stuff when i was growing up so pretty much ever since like junior they they've had a pretty solid arena cross series in ontario so it's nice having those guys right there and being able to have that stuff when i was growing up i like it like uh we yeah we raced a lot of uh, arena crosses uh here in manitoba like in the early early 2000s and then like i said uh future west series came in both 2005 and 2006 uh i raced a 252 stroke in a hockey rink which was uh both scary and exhilarating all at the same time. Uh, probably also not maybe the be- the best bike for a 15-year-old to be riding at the time. But either way, we made it happen. Um, like, 
Quinn, like you, you, you've got a lot, a little bit more experience on the on the arena cross side of things. Obviously, it shows with the results, and uh, it looks like you guys will also be heading out to uh, to arena cross in the next couple of weeks here to not only be racing but also doing a clinic where uh, the two of you will be have the opportunity to pass on your knowledge, which is always a rewarding experience uh, for a racer that's got to your uh, level. Uh, why don't you take me through uh, what, what's kind of next on the uh, on the calendar for you two? Yeah, so unfortunately this weekend at Brooks Arena Cross, unfortunately it just got canceled. It's uh, amazing shitty weather out here. So yeah, so it just got canceled. So we're uh, we, me and T just figured out we're gonna go snowboarding or something like that this weekend. Stay out here for the rest of the week still. But uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know. After that, I'm just gonna I'm gonna head home. And then the the weather at home is still unreal right now. So like I'm gonna go home and continue riding. I got a 450 at home that I'm gonna ride. And then, yeah, head back down to down south whenever whenever I can, really. Well, fair enough. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, it sounds like uh, that winter weather is going to rip across the prairies and uh, and turn what's been a, an extended fall for us into uh, full-blown winter by uh, sometime this weekend, uh, which I, th- I think I'm going to have to try and at least go riding, if not tomorrow, for sure, Friday. Because, uh, uh, yeah, like having these types of temperatures like it was plus 15 today sunny uh is is pretty much unheard of for anything ar- around uh the beginning of november so we gotta uh capitalize it while we can uh and that bums me out uh you guys not being able to uh to go out there and race um t are you uh, an avid snowboarder or a skier yeah growing up in alberta we always had some pretty cool uh hills right near close to us we got fernie and sunshine lake louise all hour two hours out of the door so always grew up snowboarding in the winters and then racing in the summers. Fair enough. What, what is your favorite place to hit in Southern, uh, Southern, uh, Southern Alberta? Um, castle castle is pretty sweet. I think that's one of the yes. really good hills, castle mountain. And then, uh, I guess sunshine's in Alberta and Lake Louise, but yeah, probably castle. I like that place. Castle's Not enough people know about castle mountain. I absolutely love that place. We used to compete there at the, uh, Alberta provincial freestyle ski team, uh, uh, competitions every single year. They have a really, they like, they get great snow. They have a really steep mogul course. I loved it. Yeah, no castle is an awesome place. Unfortunately, if you, when you right get to the top there, you still get that Alberta wind, but, uh, it's worth it. It's uh, always some good snow. Cause usually the wind blows over the hill and, uh, piles some snow up on the other side for us. Fair enough. And do you do you have extra stuff for Quinn to borrow this weekend, or is he just gonna be like renting the entire shooting match? Yeah, I know I got him some stuff. We're gonna go do some backyard boarding here in the next probably twenty thirty minutes once we get off with you. Um, go do some backyard boarding in the backyard, so it should be a should be a fun night. Awesome. Well, I'll let you guys get to it in, in, the, in a short bit here. But honestly, boys, it really does sound like you guys have developed a really cool friendship and uh, like the, the two of you uh, mobbing across the country, uh, racing your dirt bikes, like uh, building your friendship and just uh, um, getting in one with, uh, with with T and his friends as well. Of course, he's got those those roommates. Um, do you guys have some uh, some like good some what are your favorite stories from this last year? You've got to have a couple uh, of, of times where like either you guys went out or uh, someone brought someone home or something around along those lines. I need some, I need some stories before I let you guys go snowboarding. Yeah. We were, we were talking about that today. We were, we were thinking of what we could uh, talk about. There's been some awesome stuff. Like we, the, before we went out East, when we went out East, it was kind of like, that's when the fun really started. I have like, just, there's so much stuff to do around my house and we're just at, 
like we're at one spot. When I was out west, I kind of felt like I was floating around a lot between Manlock and the back here, and then and then we moved, went to Manitoba. It was pretty much those hotels. So once we got back to the house, we really got to get comfortable and have some fun. But we'd always we'd always ride the slides at the hotels and stuff. And then we uh, we were thinking the, the golf game was probably probably the worst thing that happened this summer. Yeah, we went went and played a round of golf by Quint's house and I think it I think it took us probably eight or ten shots just to get off the uh just get off the first tee box. We were struggling all day. Um yeah. yeah. There's some fun times. We went to we went to Bud's Creek. Went to oh, the yeah, National in Bud's Creek and then oh, that's I was right. mechanicing for yeah, I was mechanicing for yeah, Quinn for that fun. one. Ran my bike out of gas. Yeah, almost <laughs> ran his bike out of gas. I forgot to fill the bike up before the first qualifier. Um, and then it Classic. shut down on him, so we were freaking out and thinking the bike ran out of fuel, and it was just the kill switch was <laughs> buggered up. So I didn't actually run the bike out of gas, but I got pretty close. And then, uh, yeah, we went, and it was a pretty awesome little trip. We went to, uh, like, seeing the Washington Monument and stuff in the White House, and then we went partying downtown Washington. So that was a pretty that was a pretty wild night, and uh, went three wide on a scooter back up to the hotel and then had to struggle on a 10-hour drive back to back to Ontario again the next day. So. Yeah, some pretty fun times. Oh, just running amok and then struggle street on the way back. Uh, which one of you is the bigger, is the more cheap drunk of the two of you? Cheap drunk? Uh, probably me. Yeah, probably you, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't drink very much. I'm not a big drinker, so when I do yeah. drink, it's pretty light. Fair enough. And yeah, then was, what's was, what's the beverage of choice? We drink a lot of White Claws. Yeah, white Claws, there's like that new Vizzy drink. Girl drink. drinking, yeah. You guys are cute. That there's there's yeah. the source of your hangovers, boys. You need to be like drinking yeah. like Jack and Cokes or just have a couple of beers. Like the sugary no, drinks is from, what's getting you in. No, the problem the problem is is uh, no, they have no sugar in them. That's why we drink them. Oh, the the sugar free ones. Yeah, yeah, no sugar, no sugar. That's the if I can't drink sugar stuff, it just it puts puts me away. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, if you guys are stranded for the weekend, is are, are the are at least the Flames in town, or maybe even uh, go watch a Hitman game? I think I think you guys are both hockey fans. Are you not? Eh, kinda. Eh. We watch here, and all my roommates watch it, so we all sit down and watch a hockey game together. But um, no, we went uh, actually right before the season started. We all went downtown and watched the uh, the Red Mile when the when the Flames were in the playoffs. So. Yeah, Other than that, we don't really watch Battle of Alberta. Alberta, sorry. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, last thing I have for you guys is uh, like, like, is there any motocross video game ha- like video gaming happening at all? And if not, why not? And uh, if, if there was a game that you guys were playing, who who would be better at it, and what game would it be? <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a big video game guy. That that's one thing that me and the don't look eye to eye on. I guess I. Uh, he's a video game guy, so it's. Uh, I never play him. So every time it's video games, I get smoked. We uh, we never really played video games this summer, but that new there's a new MX bike game on PC that we're both looking to get. So maybe that can be the next thing. Fair enough. Like yeah, back in the day, if we were on road trips or something like that, someone would like sneak a PS2 or an Xbox 360 in there, and it just oh, be yeah, those reflex. All day long, uh, a little bit of Fort Dodge 2 or something along those lines. That was always fun. Um, 
Awesome, boys. Well, this is this has been a lot of fun. I enjoyed ha- uh, having you guys on to chit chat and talk about the, uh, the 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 season that was. And uh, I'm looking forward to an awesome off season with you guys. I'm, I'm bummed to hear that uh, there won't be any arena cross action, but it sounds like you guys are going to make the best of it anyway. Um, Quinn, I know you've got a, a, a ton of great sponsors, and I assume that uh, T T shares a lot of those. But do you have any any personal sponsors that you'd like to thank here on the Big MX Radio podcast? Yeah, just like our whole team, Manlock, uh, Rock River, Jack Carter, and uh, Fox Canada. They're always so awesome to us. I know you're a big supporter of them. Uh, yes. Team LT back at home. They they continue continuously help me out. They uh, they're an awesome sponsor. And yeah, just all the sponsors that help us get to the races and stuff. I can't obviously couldn't do it without them. Fair enough. And uh, f- a final we a word from uh, from T Parrot here on the Big Mix Radio podcast. His second appearance in as many weeks. Yeah, just uh, yeah, the whole Manlook Rock River Jack Carter Power Sports Group. Um, Mechanic Pat, uh, Quinn and his family for letting me come out and stay with them. Um, everyone that kind of laid, lended a hand this year, Fox, JC, Danica. Um, yeah, it was a team effort, effort this year, and I think we, uh, we made the best of it. So it was a pretty amazing season. Last thing I have for you, boys. Uh, Qu- Quinn, what was your favorite Fox kit from this last year? I like I like my kit. Well, the the first kit at uh, Camloose was pretty sick. The yellow and black stuff, and then uh, I got some twenty stuff this weekend that I was a pretty big fan of. Couldn't agree more. What about T? Yeah, the, definitely the the yellow kit was the the peak of it. The first kit with like all the sponsors and everything like that. So, and uh, the limited edition kit, we were the only ones, only two running it out there. So it was a. Uh, pretty cool experience having that uh that kind of one of a one of a kind gear for canada so it was fun it's sick that we got the helmets too yeah we got the full kit helmet goggles we got it all so it was pretty sweet oh absolutely i know you guys were turning heads all weekend long uh awesome boys well really appreciate you guys coming on the podcast this will not be the last time we have you two hooligans on the podcast uh either separately or together we'll definitely make both of you repeat offenders uh in 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 short order but uh yeah i really appreciate you guys making the time and uh and coming on the podcast yeah thanks man it was a fun having him on having quinn on here and uh being able to, to do this together so Absolutely. Yeah, well, do not oh. go ahead. Oh, I just, I just said, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Fun talking to you. Absolutely. We'll do this again, my friend. Uh, do not hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, let's cut it off right there. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Big MX radio podcast. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. And if you want to win a brand new seat, seat cover, seat base, seat foam from our friends over at Guts Racing. All you've got to do is go to either iTunes or Spotify, leave us a rating, and then screenshot that and send it to me via DM. All you got to do to be entered to win a full seat, the seat cover, the seat foam, the seat base for your motocross bike, you have to go to Spotify or iTunes Take a screenshot of your review and then send that to me on DM, Big MX Radio on Instagram. Go check it out, guys. Really appreciate it. As always, thanks for listening.